just like orange juice with a Yukon Jack chaser. <laughs> Pull up a stool and settle it at the bar as we pour you another frosty episode of Gaming on Tap. And now, two delusional guys that actually believe they have an audience. Your hosts, J-Dub and Joey Mack! Hey everybody, welcome back to the Gaming on Tap podcast. I am Joey Mack. And I am J-Dub. J-Dub, we're back for another episode. How do you feel? I feel good. The first one was awesome. You know, I had my dog. It was awesome. Chewy in the background, <laughs> barking. That's right, and, Chewbacca. Um, oh my gosh! It seemed like just yesterday Chewy was barking in the background. It does seem like just yesterday. <laughs> oh man! But no, this is great, oh and uh, thank you for all tuning in, and uh, let's get this going. So, what beer are we drinking today? We are drinking a Three Mag Rain IPA. Out of Washington. You keep talking. I'm going to crack open my beer. All right. Wait a second. Let me grab mine, too. I don't want you to right. do this alone. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking. You were on a roll there. Wow. This is this is, this is is nice. Oh it's my clear, God. kind of coppery amber, a nice thick foam. Uh, let's just take a sip, shall we? I'm going to smell first. You know, right off the bat, I'm going to say this. Usually with IPAs, I, I usually get like a citrus kind of fragrance it it's there it's just not as prominent as other ipas i think i'm getting more of like a kind of like a nutty pine maybe uh, fresh cut grass maybe like dirt but not like in a bad way dirt but just kind of like in an earthy kind of way well that's definitely better than dirt yeah (laughs) i know i probably shouldn't have said dirt i'm I'm gonna cut that out or it doesn't oh, smell like the smell. Oh, the God, benefits of, of editing. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's uh, tangy and and kind of sharp. And yeah. the aroma is it's got like almost a sourish kind of note to it. I wanna almost say like pineapple. Um, uh, but it's moderately kind of bitter, so it, it almost in a way tastes like a double IPA. Yeah, for a single kinda yeah, strange. for a single it is kind of it is really hoppy. Just like orange juice with a Yukon Jack chaser. <laughs> it's kind of it's a little bit malty for an IPA. Like it's it's really thick in the mouth. Yeah. And that's what I, she yeah, said. I agree. Hey, <laughs> woo. Hey. Oh. Uh, this is great. You know, I, Washington in 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 the in the Northwest, an area that I will be adventuring in soon. Um, is really just got a nice stack of IPAs coming out of those two states. I mean, yeah, yeah, that whole Pacific Northwest is just crushing it with the IPAs. I mean, uh, the beer that we uh, drank last time was from Washington. It was. That was amazing. Uh, so I could go on and on about this IPA, but I am going to stop because I I think people here are, are are mostly here to listen to us talk about games. I can't say enough about that. Yeah, so let's let's go straight into the game. This week, we've got a classic, Lords of Waterdeep. This game is, I love this game. And you know what? Because Joey Mack and I are kind of part of the, you know, cult of the new in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, this game has not seen a lot of table time like it used to, uh, which saddens me. Yeah, me too. It, when we when we first got it, man, we played it all the time. We did. Oh, it's such a great game. This game is like, I think, one of the best Euros mm-hmm. with a thematic Dungeons & Dragons theme. I, I love it. Yeah, 
for those that don't know, it is, it is a Euro. It's a strategy worker placement game. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite worker placement game. It's not... I'm, I'm not going to go out and say it's the best worker placement game I've ever played. Um, it's not as deep as other ones out there like Tricarian or, or uh, like Yido or something like that. But well, you know what? That's that's a good thing sometimes. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, yeah. That's what I like about it. It's easy yeah. to learn. Within maybe one or two rounds, I was I was, you know, full steam ahead. And there's so much strategy behind it. I mean, from like going on quests and playing, you know, um, you know, your your special ability cards and blocking your opponent so they can't kind of get one up on you and and you get like the benefits of it. But like, man, I'll tell you, playing some of those, um, I believe they're called the intrigue cards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can either kind of hinder or help uh, by playing these cards uh, to kind of enact your your strategy. And, and this game is just dripping with theme. Um, you know, again, on the visual side, though, kind of interesting, kind of like last last week, last episode, the the visuals on camera just did not grab me at all. I, I was kind of like, this is looking li- like a little bit flat for me. I won't say it's on the same level as, as visual as like, you know, on, on the bad scale as far as, you know, yeah. terraforming Mars kind of was for me when I first got a glimpse of it. Um, but this one didn't really pop on camera and, and, you know, you'll find that with a lot of these board games, um, you really got to get a good, good view of it when you're, you know, on, on either a video on, on, you know, YouTube or like when you're playing it yourself, um, it's just, it's great. It's beautiful. Actually, the map is really subtle and kind of pushed to the background. And then you've got these really bright cubes and then you also have these really nice painted visual cards of the quests and adventures that you're going to go on. And it's just so fun. Yeah, I actually, I agree. I mean, I think on camera, it doesn't really translate well, but you know, when you have all the components laid out, there is a consistency to everything. All the illustrations look the same. Everything is cohesive. I I love the art style. Yeah, I I can't, I can't agree more. It's it's really a great game. The, The whole role, the whole point of the game just for people out there that that don't know, each player takes on the role of a Lord of Waterdeep. It all takes place in the Dungeons and Dragons universe. And uh, each turn, each player gets to place an agent on the board. Um, And depending on where they place their uh, agent token on the board, they can either get money, um, they can go uh, construct a building, they can get entry cards, they can get quests. Um, But I think quests are probably the most important thing in the game these quests uh once you complete quests then you can get victory points and and the other part of it too is on those quests you know they're really thematic where it's like you might need a wizard to fight a creature right and so you Mm -hmm. need three wizards and like to to accomplish the quest and um i just love that it really brings like a euro into in some ways maybe kind of a Ameritrash, in a way, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, just because it's so thematic. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like, definitely not dry. It, it might be dry at a glance, at first glance, but this game has got a lot. It's deep. It's deep. It's deep. Hence the word. Yeah. Water deep. Lords of water deep. <laughs> oh, speaking of deep, I'm getting deep in this IPA. 
Yeah, me too. I was. I felt like that last uh, when I was explaining the game. I was kind of stumbling around a little bit because this beer is kicking in. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. The funny thing about this game as well is like you know you can actually drink and play it. There's just a little bit of that strategy where you know it depends on how deep you want to go with it. Whoa, there's the word again. But uh, you can actually have like two or three beers, and 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 it actually makes it a lot more fun because it's kind of like. Oh man, Joey well, Mack, you just took like first position and now you get to go first next round. I, know. I right, hate right. that. You know, the, the <laughs> other thing I like about this game is the, and, and I think this is kind of unique to this particular worker placement game, is the ability to construct buildings, right? So yeah, you have all the, the spots on the board where you can kind of, you know, send your workers off to, but the unique thing is building these buildings that deliver better rewards than the starting spaces on the actual board. It really gets interesting when when you've started constructing these buildings, if an opponent decides to use your building, they, they basically have to pay you for the privilege to to use your building. And that either comes in the form of money or points or they have to give you some adventures. So just that little twist in the game is really delightful. And, and it also gives you those special abilities that you can play off of as well. So it's almost like you're getting double impact on those. So, I mean, when you're playing it, sometimes that's a great strategy is to start building those buildings. Oh, totally. Absolutely. But doing the quests are way more fun. <laughs> yeah, doing the quests are great. But getting those buildings out there, I think there's a lot of strategy in there, especially when you're playing a game with... I would say once you start getting into games with four or five players, those spots on the board get taken really quick. And the only way you're going to be able to carry out a strategy is by building those buildings. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm giving this one. Can we go three pints? Let's just go two. We'll go. Th- one, we'll go two. I'm going we'll go yeah. to. You know what? I'm go- I'm going to go one and a half pints just because there are some other worker placement games out there. I'm not going to mention them right now. I'm sure we'll cover them cover them later. Um, but there are a couple of worker placement games out there that I, I like better than Lords of Waterdeep, so I'm going to stick with one and a half pints. I'm going to stay with two just because this was like, this was pretty meaningful. Uh, you know, this game, I think you picked this up for me, didn't you, Joey Mac? I did. Yeah. I did get it. So yeah. this is really special to me. Aww. Friendship again. I heart you, Joey love. Mac. <laughs> no, but this one means a lot, and it's two pints because I think this is one of the first times that we got into something that was a little bit different from the other games we had played. And so I know there's going to be tons of games that will come out in the future. And, again, it goes with that cult of the new, but this one is one that will stay on my shelf for a lifetime. You know, and the other thing, I just want to throw this out there really quick. For people out there that haven't played a, uh, a worker placement game before, I'm not going to say that this is a, a gateway game. It's not like a Catan. It's not a gateway game. No. But for people that haven't played worker placement, this is the ideal. I mean, it just doesn't get any more perfect than this game. It's this that, it is that good. Another great game to put on our, our episode shelf. Indeed <laughs> it is. Indeed it is. You know, in fact, J-Dub, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clear out a little space and place it up there right now. What do you say about that? I couldn't agree more. Nice. <laughs> All right, so uh, now that we got our gaming segment out of the way, before we continue on to news, I just want to take a really quick moment. Again, 
I want to thank everyone who listened to our first episode. So thank everybody out there who tuned into our first show. Hopefully you're tuning in for our second show. And I especially want to give a shout out to Dallas who left a comment and gave a five-star rating on our iTunes page. Uh, Rachel and Kyle who direct messaged us with some encouraging feedback. And Devin from Dicey Tales Podcast who left a couple of really nice comments on our uh, SoundCloud page. Oh, and before I forget, most of all, I want to thank Stronghold Games who tweeted out a link to our episode from their official account and encouraged their followers to listen to us and our take on Terraforming Mars. So thanks, everybody, who left comments and feedback. We really appreciate it. We're new to this whole podcasting thing, so... Absolutely. I can't thank you enough, folks. Uh, This has been awesome. And, uh, you know, the feedback is really important because it makes our show a better show. Yeah. Without viewers like you... Uh, or sorry, listeners, listeners like you. Whatever. There you go. You know, maybe we'll take. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll take this to the video. We're gonna realm. take this to YouTube one day. You know, <laughs> take. We'll take this to VHS. Um, but no, thank you so much, and thank you, uh, Stephen Bonacore from Stronghold Games. I, you know, we are huge fans of the games that you put out, and um, just a, a a big fan of what you're doing for the gaming industry and all the things that you do for all the other uh, video podcasts and podcasts out there. So thank you so much. Um, it really means a lot. Yeah. So if you guys want to sound out, uh, you can reach out to us uh, on our Twitter or Instagram at Gaming on Tap. Um, feel free to send us emails directly at gamingontap at gmail.com or uh, leave us a rating or some feedback or a comment on our SoundCloud, iTunes, or website at gamingontap.com. All right. Now that we kind of taken care of a little bit of housekeeping, Jay, I got to say, I'm getting close to polishing off this delicious three mag rain. I already finished. Oh my gosh. Does that mean we have to wrap up the show? I kept it in secret (laughs) Um, for the end, for the end. All right. Well, I'm still working on mine. We still got to get through a little bit of news and I think, yes, but I got to tell you this mag, let's talk about that magnet. man. Woo. That is a good IPA. Uh, I'm loving it. I know. I've got probably just another two or three gulps left, and I'll be done. Do you ever have that happen where you, like, finish your beer, Mm -hmm. and it was so good? Like, it's like candy, right? And you're just pounding it, and then you know there's nothing left in the bottle, but yet you still take the bottle and take (laughs) another sip, hoping you get, like, I'm serious, folks, like a teardrop (laughs) of, like... IPA or beer goodness. It's like um, I I do that all the time with a good IPA I or good too. beer. So all the time, it's like you just want that last little bit. It's like the spirit of the beer. I even will go as far as, and this is a this is one of my biggest pet peeves, right? So my wife drinks IPA with me, which is great. But now I got like I have to split a six pack. And so now yeah. I only know when, you know, now when I get a six pack, I, ha- I know three beers are going to me and then the others are going right. to her. Right. And it's kind of like, okay, cool. We're drinking together. But then it's like, oh, that sucks. Right. But here's the thing. My wife is notorious, notorious for not finishing like an inch of beer goodness. Dude. Do not cook in her bottle or can. That is sacrilege. And so what I will do is, that's right, folks. We're gonna we're gonna swap some spit, and I'm gonna finish hers. And I just think it's funny because technically now I'm getting 
about a bottle, about about a half of a bottle extra. Yeah. So three and uh, probably a little less than half, but it's pretty amazing that uh, I stoop to that level. Well, Jada, how about you, Joe? I, I uh, <laughs> no, I do not have that problem, but I have a solution for you. It's called the twelve pack. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know what a twelve pack does though? It puts a dent into my exploration of that, yeah. IPAs mm-hmm. or just, you know, beers, ales, whatever, stouts. Yeah. But I probably should get a 12er. And I probably would get a 12er of like fresh squeezed mm-hmm. Ninkasi. Anyways. Anyway. I guess it depends on the IPA. It does. If I'm going to stretch. It does. I know we're starting to sound like alcoholics. I know. <laughs> Jada, what is on your radar? What you got your eye on these days? Oh boy. What don't I have my eye on? Um, I, you know, there's a couple of games that, you know, they look really good. And I think one of them would have to be photosynthesis. Oh, come on. You talked about, what is this? I'm having deja vu. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, there's a game that I'm, I'm really excited about getting actually. And that is Nemo's War. Um, bro nameth. No, but, uh, this game is a, you can play it, you know, multiplayer, but it's, it's such a great looking solo game and, um, really thematic and you're exploring the seas and going up against battalions and, oh, it's, it's really cool. There's a lot of, um, it's like a choose almost your own adventure kind of style game. So there's a lot of story. It's story driven. And uh, as you know, we love story driven games. Isn't that right, Joey Mack? I love a good so, story driven game. This game is a second uh, printing of the of the game. The first one looked a little bit like an Excel spreadsheet. Sorry to the designers. Um, but this one is rich with beautiful artwork. Um, the illustrations are awesome color palette and just the thematic um kind of feeling that you get from you know the looks of these cards and these kind of like um you know these adventure cards or these like kind of like action cards it's 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 really looking like i'm gonna pick this one up soon uh especially because i've been playing a lot of games um and you know with groups and so i kind of want to move to a little bit maybe solo play so i can play you know, on my off time, you know, uh, and I'm looking for a good challenge and this one looks like it has it. So nice. Yeah. Nemo's war folks. Nemo's war. Check sounds, it out. That sounds like one that I'm going to have to look into also. I like, you know, I like a good solo game. Like, you know, I was all over Arkham horror, the card game all over it. I love, yeah. love playing that game solo. So good. All right. So here's what I've got for our little segment this week. Ooh. Yeah. I know. So I read... Tell me more. <clears throat> I read last week that Asmodee Digital, Experiment 7, and Catan Studios announced that they're collaborating to de- develop a VR version of Settlers of Catan. Whoa. Did you hear about this? This is great. I did just now. Yeah. They have, You've been uh, holding out, dude. You've I been know. holding out for the show. You know, I do. I try to hold out some information so that way I can surprise you during the show. But uh, yeah, nice. they they announced it. They have a short little introduction video that they posted on on YouTube. I will make sure that we have a link on our gamingontap.com webpage. Unfortunately, the video doesn't show any actual gameplay footage, uh, 
But if you'll allow me, Jay, I've uh, printed out. Let me get it out here. Can you hear a little paper? I've printed out a little snippet from their press release I'd like to read. Ooh, yeah. nice. Yeah, here we go. Read away, brother. Read away. <clears throat> Let me put on my broadcaster voice. Here we go. True to the classic, but optimized for virtual reality, Catan VR allows tabletop fans and new players alike to experience the best-selling board game in a fresh, fully immersive format. How was that? Wow. There we go. That sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. It's scheduled to uh, come out this holiday on Oculus Rift and Samsung Gear VR. I think they're planning on uh, eventually releasing it for Vive and PlayStation VR. Now, you know what would, dude, you know what would be cool? Hmm. I just thought of this, right? This would be awesome. What if you got this like bird's eye view of the board, that, right? Yes. Yes. That's and what then I'm thinking. You could actually go into the land and not have to do anything. But just but see, just like see the settlement. Around. Yes. See, yeah. Could you imagine seeing a settlement being developed and built? Like all the little settlers, you know, with their pickaxes and shovels, like, you know, actually, like a civilization uh, type style game, right? But so like you're cool. in the world and now you're walking around. Well, probably not walking because you'd throw up. Yeah. <laughs> I would throw but up. You'd be you fine. You could beam to different sections of, of the hex. There's so much potential in this VR version of Catan. I can't wait to play it. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. Uh, so let me sounds fun. Let sounds me fun. Uh, take take my last swig of this beer really quick, dude. You are milking. I was milking it. You know the the whole point. Like I, I want to make sure that the beer lasts the whole episode. So there we go. Yeah, I tried that. Didn't in work. The first episode didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, unless you've got uh, unless you've got something else up your sleeve, I think that'll do it for episode. Dude, I two. think I'm ta- I'm tangent out, dude. Are you what? Is that even a word? I don't know. <laughs> tangent. Tangent out. I'm tangented. You're tangent. Never mind. We'll, we'll just cut that out. Say it again, Joey. Let's uh, try t- that again. I don't know. Terrible. Yeah, we'll we'll cut all that craziness out. But hey, we have two episodes under our belt, dude. I know. It feels so good. I feel good. I got to get a song in there every episode, folks. Good. You're going to find. Maybe it's because this pop filter makes me feel like Timberlock. I mean, Timberlake. Timberlake. Timberlock. Timberlin. <laughs> Don't want to get sued. Uh, um, yeah, no, this uh, another great episode. Thank you for listening in, folks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, we invite you all to come back in a couple of weeks for another fun episode of Gaming on Tap. Uh, next time, we're going to dive in and give our thoughts on a card-drafting, dice-rolling strategy game. So we've got that to look forward to next episode. But until then, folks, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for stopping by the boardroom, and goodbye, everybody. We are tapped out. Thank you for making it this far. Today's episode of Gaming on Tap was recorded in the boardroom. Audio equipment used in the production of this podcast was generously provided by our friends at Tascam. Visit Tascam.com to learn more. Our theme song was written and performed by the Cracker Brothers, and you can find their music at ReverbNation.com slash Cracker Brothers. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GamingOnTap, and for all things on tap, visit GamingOnTap.com. Until next time, for J-Dub and Joey Mack, I'm Eric the Announcer saying, GAME RESPONSIBLY! 